Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of the Poker Girl Podcast. My name is Donnie Peters. His name is Tim Duckworth. It's the end of day two D. We're heading into day three when all of the remaining players will be under one single roof. Yes. For the WSOP main event, the record setting WSOP record main smashing. event. Yeah, it, it really was a record smashing WSOP main event. No need to bury the lead. We have the numbers, the official numbers. We've been speculating. We've been listing them as unofficial for a few days now, but we have the tally. The attendance is 10,043 entries for the 2023 World Series of Poker main event. That is a prize pool of more than $93 million, if you can believe it. That is unreal. $12.1 million will be going to first place. That is the largest first place prize in WSOP main event history. That does eclipse the $12 million that Jamie Gold won back in 2006. We're going to talk about all about it on this uh, this show. How you doing, buddy? Good. I'm surprisingly not very tired. Well, that's maybe I've had too many. Coke, Zeros, coffees. Yeah, you're probably hyped so. up on all that caffeine. Yeah. The only thing I'm hyped up on is all the coffee that I've been winning from you. God damn. That's right, baby. Yeah, we might have to amend. We might the have a, we might have a stat correction yeah. coming where <laughs> yeah, I, I might uh, I might have won one, but uh, we'll see. Um, Scooped me. We'll talk about the record. We'll talk about the the pay- the payouts. Uh, Twelve point one million to first, as I mentioned. Uh, day two D is in the bag. We today, if you were watching on the live stream of. Either the horseshoe feature table, which was for the first two levels of the day, or the main show, the night shift was back, Holly Najad and Nick Shulman. Yes. Doesn't matter which stream you watched, you got the full-on Nick Rigby experience. Oh, it was beautiful. The dirty diaper was out in full display. It was incredible. Um, We'll also hit on the uh, PLO bounty, $1,500 PLO bounty, and also the... $777 $777 Lucky 7s No Limit Hold'em event. So we'll be hitting on all of that today. As always, like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your shows. Leave a review. And if you do leave a review, please be so kind and uh, take a screenshot of it and send it on in to podcast at pokergo.com because that will get you entered into the giveaway. We have a giveaway coming next episode. You got it right. That's right. I got it right. <laughs> Next episode. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what we're giving away. Tim doesn't either. It's up. It's up to it's you. Up to, to you. It's up to you to decide. You, the listener, you, the reviewer of the show, to decide. Um, I need two you, more chances for this special giveaway. What's really. the, Do you know the schedule coming up? By the way, for live streaming, what is tomorrow? Is tomorrow more? Tomorrow is the final two levels. On the YouTube, YouTube channel. And then we go back to all on PokerGo.com. Yeah, so we're getting to that point when you will need to be a PokerGo subscriber in order to follow the action live, watch it live from here at Horseshoe Las Vegas on the Las Vegas Strip. If you do need to sign up for PokerGo, best deal you can get, the best thing that we can offer you is $30 off a new annual subscription. Use the promo code DREAMPOD. It'll also get you entered into the PokerGo annual subscriber Dream Seat giveaway, and that gives you a chance to win a Dream Seat to compete in the season-ending PGG Championship $1 million free roll. No purchase necessary if you are interested in 
the official rules, just head on over to pokergo.com slash rules and you can find the rules, terms and conditions and all that good stuff there. This episode of the Poker Go podcast is brought to you by StormX, the exclusive cryptocurrency partner of Poker Go. StormX makes it easy to earn crypto cash back. All you have to do is head on over to stormx.io, sign up and start shopping online. And then once you start shopping online, you're going to start earning crypto cash back. Earning crypto does not have to be hard. And with StormX, earning crypto is easy. All right, we got a community card segment to uh, kick things off here on the show. We are recording this on Sunday, July 9th. It's just about to hit 1 a.m. What do we got for a uh, community cards here? Attention, attention. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to the poker radio audience near and far. It is now time for a brand spanking spiffy and new shout out to some of our most loyal listeners who likely got a bit too lucky on the way to the spotlight. You're listening to the number one poker show in the land, and it's time for a new edition of the Poker Go Podcast Community Cards. The first announcement first section of community cards is we have the hats oh my gosh it's about time and we told you guys on yesterday's pod email us your name your address and most importantly the password, the password. i'm not going to tell you because if you're a loyal listener you should already know what it is we've been hyping it up all world series We've already claimed, 20 people have already emailed us and claimed their hats. We've had a few people here that we've given them out already. They're flying. So, guys, if you really want one, get the emails in. Do you know how many we got? I mean, it's two boxes. I don't know. I didn't really count it. It just it feels like I think it's enough. I think it's the same order as last time, 150. Oh, okay. Okay. So I mean, there's there's two boxes, and we got two boxes last time. So, so we got about that's what I'm guessing. 125 left. So if you want one, get that email in. And it leads to the second part of community cards. A man by the name of Kurt. I can't say his last name. Shusharet? I don't know. I might have butchered that. Shurect? Yeah. We're not very good at names. Shusharet. I don't know how you got Shusharet like out Jan of Jan Shushanek. Kurt, <laughs> if you see Tim, God, give him, trouble, him. trouble for that. I mean, Kurt okay. Shusharet. I can't wait till he tells you that you got it right and I got it wrong. That'd but anyway, great. continue um, on. So we saw Kurt earlier this week. He's like, any has I'm like, no, coming, coming. Um, he's like, okay, I'm playing tomorrow or something. Came back today. It was first break of the main event. Just the break just went started. He comes over to our kind of area and he says, "Hey Tim, have you got those hats?" Uh, and I say, "Oh, actually, they came in today. I'm gonna. I can walk to the shop after this break and get one." And he goes, "Please do. I only have twenty thousand." Break ended. Went to the shop, got the box of hats, brought it back. Walked past his table. He told me, "You know, I'm on this table." Delivered him a hat. He puts it on straight away. Just puts it on. And someone at the table, as I'm walking away, says, is that the lucky hat? So he's obviously had told them this sto- some kind of story. So he had 20,000. What did we start the day at? What were the, the starting level in day two? Um, it was 612? No, 400, 800. So it was 400, 800. He had 20K, so he'd already lost half his stack. Gave him the hat. This guy bagged 218,000. Every time I walked around, the hat was on his head. He didn't take it off. From 20k to 218,000, that's a damn lucky hat. And I spoke to Kurt, uh, asked him about his day and and the whole the whole hat situation and the the luckiness behind it. Now, Kurt, they say that a, a lucky hat is worth a thousand dollars, but to you, 
I think it's worth 218,000 because you just put 218,000 in your day 2D chip bag. But I want to start with, you came over to me at first break. You said, I'd already seen you earlier this week, I believe. You said, have you got any of the lucky hats? I said, no, but it is break. I'm going to run to the shop, get some. And I gave you one. And what did you tell me? How many chips did you have at that point? I I told you I was down to 20,000 chips and I needed the hat quickly before I ran out. So I went and got the hat. I came over, I delivered, hand delivered to you. And then I think I heard the table say something like, oh, is this the lucky hat you've been talking about? So I'm assuming you'd been talking about it. Yeah, I was saying I needed the lucky hat and it showed up. You gave me the lucky hat. And in that first hour and a half after I got the hat, I went from 20 to 80. And then went back down to 40 at some point later, but worked my way all the way back up to 160. And then um, and then just two minutes before the end of the session, I ended up getting all in against somebody else, Ace King versus Queens, and the Ace King came through for 100K pots. So that got me to 200. I think it's safe to say that this hat is very lucky. I'm going to guess that you are not taking it off when you I'm come back tomorrow. <laughs> I'm wearing the hat the rest of the series, definitely. How else did everything go for you today? You know, apart from obviously those few hands you discussed, but it's a long day to sit here and play poker. You know, 10 hours of poker play, it's, it's tough on anyone. Yeah, it was a long day. It was, it was the, the group was good that we had. Um, I think most people were playing pretty straightforward. We didn't have anybody today that was like bombing pots left and right and stuff. So it was mostly just if you had cards and if you had lucky cards that they came through for you. And most importantly, a lucky hat. If you had the lucky hat, well, that brought you the lucky cards. I mean, the hat just, it, the hat runs hot. I don't know what to yeah. say. I think I'm going to have to wear it, wear it tomorrow. Because I haven't been running hot for the first two days, but I think I'm going to have to throw the hat on. Did you wear the other hat you bought? I did on day one. How was your day one? How did how, what do you I mean, give the hat out of ten? The, the, that hat. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. Well, you know, the thing is, remember, your hat got stolen. It did get stolen. That's so right. now you actually get a new hat. So maybe the new hat you get is the new lucky hat. I think I'm gonna wear the hat tomorrow. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You could just t- you know t- take them on and off. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. Well, the f- day one hat that I was wearing it was a it's a corduroy World Series of Poker hat. With a cool logo, I like the hat. It did cost me $46, but whatever. I kept flipping it frontwards and backwards, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, listen, I made it through, and I'm moving on to day three. Technically, so. you can say it's lucky. You, you bag chips, that's right? right. So that's right. I know. So, you know, I'm, I actually went I'm to not going to st- complain. I went to the store today because, you know, as you recall, I finished fifth in the WSOP Media event for $150 in rewards credits. Amazing. <laughs> but I remember the ho- remember the, the the gentleman with the hoodie, and we caught him out on the podcast. Yeah, it's the same. I wanted. I was like, he right, was in the tournament today, by the way. Let's see him. how much this hoodie is, or whatever it's called, a pullover. $125 it feels, it feels for sure. So nice. Yeah, they only have double XLs or triple XLs. So I was like, all right, that there goes that dream. So I was, how much was it? I didn't even look at the oh. price because. They only had the triple XLs, so they're kind of useless to me. Got so I was going to waste my rewards credits there, but you know, I'll find something else for them. So if you want a hat, you know the drill. Podcast at PokerGo.com. We need your name, your mailing address, and we need the password. Yeah. We're not going to say simple. the password, but you know, as Tim said, if you're a listener of this podcast, you know what the password should be right now. Or if you're here around the horseshoe still, Come get um, you, know, you can find us and hit us up with the password and we'll get you a Hats. All right. Um, news and happenings here. The bulk of it's going to be, of course, the World Series of Poker main event, the record setter, largest ever, 10,043 entries. The previous record that stood for 17 years, 
8,773 entries from 2006, the year that Jamie Gold won it. So it's been a while. Uh, last year, I think, was 8,663. Um, so it was a 100 off the record or right around 100 off the record, 110, whatever it is. So they got very close, ultimately didn't do it. This year, absolutely ridiculous how big this thing has gotten. Um, as I mentioned, more than $93 million in the prize pool. It's pretty, pretty ridiculous to think how big this tournament has gotten. Um, they also released the payouts. So 10,043 entries. I think it's $9,300 goes into the prize pool, $700 rake, I think. Yes. Right? Or it's or it's 94 and 6. I can't remember. One way or the other, um, that's what it is. So there was $93 million. $399,900 in the prize pool. The top 1,507 places will be paid. First place, $12.1 million. Second place, $6.5 million. How would you like to play heads up for $5.6 million, Tim? As I keep putting in our group chats, <laughs> you do keep putting this. In it's our really group. a six point one million heads up match because supposedly this bracelet is worth half a million dollars. I'll say this: the bracelet is the best WSP main event bracelet I've ever seen. It's the same as last year. No, with the it horseshoe, looks, the horseshoe element to it looks so awesome. It yeah, looks it does. so good. I mean, it's just, it just looks so sexy. Can I have a quick quick yeah. tangent? Go ahead. Following on from yesterday's podcast, the dinner, the serving plate, where I tried to tip away to $100, I showed you, we found it. We found the serving plate. It's $50. There you go. So you're going to save yourself money by just buying it yeah. online or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Um, all right. So let's, let's, go, let's run through the main event final table payouts. As I mentioned, okay. the top 1,507 are going to pay out. So I'll go bottom to top. So ninth place, 900,000. Eighth place, 1,125,000. Seventh place, 1,425,000. Sixth place, 1,850,000. Fifth place is 2.4 million. Fourth place, an even 3 million. Third place, also an even number, 4 million for third. 6.5 million for second and 12.1 million buckaroos up top. There's been a lot of talk about the payouts. We're, I have some issues with it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean... You have some issues with it. I mean, we're, we're not going to really get into it. No. It, it's whatever. Um, I do have know. one easy Listen, thing. Listen, it's, it's obvious to see that this, right? They wanted to make first place yes. more than the Jamie Gold year because... They want the double record, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of pushback on that, to be honest. Um, you can see it on social media. Um, talking with some players throughout the tournament, uh, talking with players around the industry or people around the industry. Um, that's where the, the biggest pushback seems to come. That looks worse than it does compared to 2006 is because in 2006, I think they paid 10%. Yeah. Now they pay 15%. Yeah. So you have to, they're trying to basically thread a needle here. They're trying to pay more to first place, but then also pay way more spots. Right, so it, it gets tricky. You know, a lot of things that people are pointing out is that you make the final table, you're not getting a million dollars. That's something that people are pointing out. Um, but you know, whatever. I mean, so it is what it is. To touch on your point, 873 people cashed in Jamie Gold's year, nearly double for this year, 1,507. So even yeah, but it's not double the percentage. No, no, I know, but like 
don't forget we're going from 8700 players to 10000 so that 5% is 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 very sufficient to you know and we're only actually gaining an 11 million dollars in the prize pool obviously there's a lot of talk about the million dollars sorry the not being a million dollars for ninth easy solution you take 25k off eighth and seventh and the 50k off six that gets you to a million but then obviously all the the payout jumps below that are a little wonky but yeah it would have been cool to have everyone makes the final table wins a million dollars but we know what they're doing we talked about 2006 before yeah um i think it was the top 12 made a million or more in 2006 um, of course, listen, you're not paying out an additional 5% of exactly. the field. So there's a lot of money that comes from that yep. when you add it all up. Um, the first six-figure payout um, will be 80th place, I believe, um, $109,400. I think it's in the in the 90000 range or 90-something thousand before that. Um, and then you hit into six figures and you get to the top 80. Um, if you bubble the final table, 700 bubble day nine, <laughs> yeah. let's put it that Se- way. 700K will be the payout there. Um, if you make the final two tables, so top 18, that'll be $345,000. A min cash is worth $15,000. And then I think it's right around 250 spots before there's a pay jump. What? Yes. It's like 1507. Then there's about 250 spots, 1244 or something. 1249, something like that, they they, they go up to 70,500. Oh, uh, okay. I'm reading the... You're shaking on. my head. No, because I it said the milestone payouts, 1,004th was 20K. Yeah, they, they, they skip so I'm a, num- assuming they that skip was a the number. Next. No, they skip uh, a number in okay. there. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, but I will say that if you went min cash to that 1,004th place, so a min cash is the, like the top 15% of the field. And then if you just took that, that 5% chunk from 15% to 10%, and just that was all one payout mm-hmm. instead of having a, an additional payout in between. Yeah, um, I think you save like six hundred and ten k. We could put that in a few spots. Exactly. Listen, the payouts are going to get a lot of conversation. Um, there's been a lot of pushback on it, but you know, ultimately, th- this tournament, uh, you know, agree or disagree with the payouts, it always is a spectacle. It always yeah. becomes a talking point, and uh, you know, that's what we have here. We know what they were doing here. You know, well, yeah, the record know what... with the twelve point one as well, but. My thoughts are next year. Looking ahead, yeah, what, what happens next, next year? Listen, well, first of all, I think next year is, I'm going to say, bigger field size for sure. You know, and then, let's say it's let's say it's not bigger. Let's say it's the same size or like one player more. Do they have to go like 12.2 million? Like, are they I mean, trying to you, just one up themselves each year? In a, in a year? way, you're you're setting that precedent. Yes, it's so a Pandora's like, box of payouts. I, I understand. Listen, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean. I think it's it's tricky. Um, you know, it, it's not you're you're gonna you're gonna miss on something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you're gonna miss on. Y- you have to sacrifice something, is what I'm trying to say. So, are yeah. you gonna sacrifice that first place prize not being the largest? Are you gonna sacrifice, you know, making the players in the community a little bit annoyed with this? Are you gonna sacrifice? I don't know payouts elsewhere on the payout table like you, you're going to have to sacrifice something to, to make this all work right yeah looking ahead to next year i think the field size gets bigger so that'll make it easier to do what they did this year again next year is what i'm saying meaning if they want to again have a bigger first place prize because if they let's say they have 10,200 players next year so about 150 260 more players well with how they did it this year they can 
carry it over next year, and it'll at least be the same as what they did this year, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that that would make sense. The trend would continue. But I mean, listen, I mean, twelve point one million for first place. You know, if you guys have opinions, let us know. You can email them in. You can tweet at us. Whatever. You know, we love to listen. We love to hear what people are saying out there. So, so yeah, let us know what you think. Um, you got some statistics here. I saw you tweet some of this stuff out, um, which was cool. I, I liked it. I mean, yeah, obviously, I'm a nerd for stats, a stat nerd. Uh, with this, inclusive of this main event, over $1.3 billion in prize money awarded in the WSOP main event. That's just bananas. That total number. of 17,316 players have cashed. Not uniques, just cashed. Uh, that's in, including some of those, you know, times where they three people bubbled and they split, you know, Five, they took 5k each stuff like that of does that the, include the times when they voted for the winner well yes because <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking I'm joking um, all the world champs take all their money you pull it together 194 million dollars have been awarded to the winners in the WSOP main event so that's just kind of staggering that's numbers pretty, when you put it all together wild yeah. so next next year that's going to eclipse two million dollars for sure 200 million yeah or sorry 200, 200 million dollars yeah. yeah that's going to be that's freaking wild i mean jesus i think that's kind of cool I, you know next year is going to be a big year for some milestones of the WSOP with all these like numbers uh but yeah we'll save that for another day man this WSOP main event is just absolutely crazy i can't imagine playing heads up for 5.6 million dollars i mean, I mean. 6.1 um <laughs> <laughs> uh, here you can have the brace that i'll take the 5.6 million how about that deal deal okay cool because you seem to be all about this bracelet i like the bracelet too but i'm gonna wear it as a belt buckle for the next I mean, rest the, of my bracelet, life with my cowboy hat and my my, the my boots so sweet the bracelet is absolutely no i just think it, I, I just think the the bracelet <laughs> a bracelet like this being worth so much you know is we have to consider it in these kind of discussions because the other bracelets are worth nothing near yeah, as yeah but i mean i i understand what you're saying to consider in the in the financial discussion but i'm not sure you're ever selling that bracelet ever so i okay, don't think it even right. matters i had this discussion you let's say you win the main event in 12 days congrats to you you've just quit poker go i'm left to do all your emails you know, let's say you have uh, sold 20% of your action, okay? So you only have 80% of yourself. You have the bracelet. I have 2% of you. I don't expect 2% of the bracelet, right? Of course not. It's yours. Yeah, where you can you, do where, it. You where? Can... I can't wait to find out where this is going. No, but then you're Are like... You're going to ask for more money? Listen, let me finish. <laughs> what? You're going to ask let for... Let me cook. A, you're going to ask for what? 100K? Let me cook. I'm not... No, I'm not going to ask for any of the bracelet, obviously. It's your bracelet. You want a friend's bracelet. But now, you said, I don't want this thing. This thing is ugly. I'm going to sell it. There is no shot that that's ever Some guy happening. decides, I'll give you 200K for it, under market value, but, you know, whatever. You're like, that's a good deal. You sell the bracelet for 200K. Do I get 2% of 200K now? No. No? You don't get 2% of 200K. I think I do. I'll see you whatever. in small claims court, buddy. What if, <laughs> what if I can, what if I can, I mean, no. We're not even going down this road. This is just stupid. No, we're not doing this. This is what we do. We talk about stupid stuff. So why yeah, people we're, we're, not doing, we're not doing. We're not doing that. <laughs> that. That just seems silly. All right, let's get into some of the nitty gritty details of day two D. So, if the board is correct that I'm staring at right now, it says that there's three thousand five hundred seventy three entries remaining, which is 
combined across both of day, day twos. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was day two ABC that took place yesterday, and then day two D that took place today. Um, so there's you know three thousand five hundred seventy-three. I'm not sure if that's exact. If it might tick down a little bit, you know, overnight, yeah. but it's it's probably pretty darn close. Okay, I mean they they kept that that number pretty dialed in at the end of the night because they're breaking tables, they're moving people to other rooms, all this sort of stuff. All the floor floor men and women are on walkie talkies. You know, they got runners all around grabbing seat tickets. Like it's a it's a pretty efficient operation overall. So I'll trust that that number is pretty darn close, if not accurate. Maurice Hawkins leading the way. 941,000. So last year, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he did bag over a million. There was a chip leader with over a million heading into day three. Um, so this year, uh, Maurice Hawkins is the closest to a million, but not quite there, 941K. Second place, the Nicholas Rigby Show has been on full display, came into today with the chip lead with, I think, 408,000, more than doubled his stack, Put 921,500 in the bag, an absolute animal at the table. This guy plays, I think, 80% VPIP. Beautiful. Maybe higher. I mean, it's out of control. We all know about the diaper and the dirty diaper, the three deuce and the three deuce offsuit. Um, we also got to see him play against Phil Helmuth, which he ended up busting Phil Helmuth in a pretty wild hand. Um, early on in the day when they were on the horseshoe feature table that was on the YouTube stream where Remco and I were doing commentary alongside Kane Callis, Helmuth and, and Rigby are talking to each other. You know, Helmuth asked him how many times Rigby thought he would bluff Helmuth and, and Rigby said nine times. I think he got up to four before okay. he bu- busted him. Um, so there was that. Um, we met Ben Parent, who was... Yes. Interesting. Who was... I'm going to say this with all the love in my heart. Uh oh. The most annoying kid in the room. Wow. And I, listen, I thought it was great entertainment, but it I, like I, he... I know what the audience and what the viewers were saying yeah. in the chat, people on social media. I mean, it was this kid. Okay. He, I think he said he was 23 years old. He's in, he's in school to be a dentist. Um, basically said that I, I just don't want to, I just don't want to embarrass myself so much that I get kicked out of dentist school. Mm-hmm. He did not stop talking for like, 30 minutes like it was legit not stop talking it was unbelievable and it got to the point where they basically told him that he couldn't talk for a certain period of time and that he could only ask Phil Helmuth a certain number of questions which I think was five questions um, Helmuth put his headphones on they, they literally started ignoring him at points like just just flat out not answering his questions people were people were on social media and in the chat saying that they were saying, well, three things. One, holy crap, this kid is annoying. Or maybe they were saying four things. Then they said, you need to mute this guy's mic. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not muting his mic. Like, it's just not happening. Why? Because he's talking a lot? I mean, he was, his, his talk was innocent. He was just literally talking all the yeah. time. Uh, the next thing that they were saying is, you need to move him off the table. Well, we don't have control of that. That's <laughs> random. So we're not, no one's going to do that. And then the fourth thing, which was the most insane thing, was people were people were legit telling us that he needs to get a penalty. Can you get penalties from the commentator's booth? No, but th- they were saying like <laughs> he needs to get one. Like they weren't oh, for that. Did. They okay. weren't coming at us. But got it. For what? Excessive t- chatter. 
<laughs> I mean, it's happened before, probably, he right? He swore once. I think he said the word asshole, and he immediately apologized afterwards because he felt so bad and was like, my mom's watching, I'm sorry, like, I didn't mean to swear, you know, accident, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he was just like, he was like your annoying little brother that just, like, nonstop yeah. nagged you, pulled on your shirt, asked you a billion questions. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? You know, like, over and so over and over he's again. like my son. He's like my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Like, that's exactly what he was. So when he when he came to the feature table today... And by the way, it was it was hilarious that he was next to Helmuth because Helmuth is someone who obviously like he'll have his moments he can get annoyed whatever but Helmuth is also a dad so Helmuth probably very well knows what this type of personality is like having Mm -hmm. been a dad I mean his kids are much older now of course but like you know what it's like dealing with kids like that so it was just funny that it was Helmuth next to him when he came up to the horseshoe table today he asked the dealer is this He's like, I think I'm at this table. And the dealer's like, is it 641? He's like, yes. He's like, yeah, you're up here, seat three. And he goes, can I ask you a question? The dealer's like, sure, no problems. He goes, is it okay if I shit my pants on stage? Because I'm about to be playing with Phil Helmuth. So I immediately thought this this kid was going to like be sucking up to Phil and just being like, no, I, I, I an actual pretty fun for the show. And then it <laughs> went completely the other way. That, that feature table was... The, our best of the summer. You had that dynamic with Ben Parent. Then you had um, Nick Rigby playing every mm-hmm. effing hand. There was a, a lot of fun hands at the table. Um, you had the whole Helmu thing. There was also this guy Modens at the table who was like kind of going at, back and forth with Phil, like all this sort of stuff. Like Phil got lucky in one hand, hit the river, and, like, it was a smallish pot, nothing big, but, like, you know, they saw afterwards that Phil got lucky, and, like, they, all, everyone was like, oh, you get lucky, too, and, and <laughs> Phil Helmuth was like, these idiots don't even fucking understand, like, the, you know, all, it was all this, it was the Phil Helmuth experience, it was great. Then they got, mo- then they go on break, they get moved up to the main set, because the main poker go feed is going to start, I don't know, six hands in, Nick Rigby busts Phil Helmuth, two pair to two pair on an ace, ten, nine, Deuce, Deuce board, um, so that happened, um, and I mean, yeah, the whole it was just the, the day was great. It really was. Nick Rigby runs it up. He was a huge hand late. Of course, he gets it in three ways with the worst of it. He's got ten eight of spades on a ten xx board flop against aces and jacks, and he just rivers the flush for to knock out two players. So there was that. It's easy. Um, yeah, and he, Nick Rigby ends up going up to bag nine hundred twenty-one thousand five hundred. So Nick, Nick Rigby, twenty twenty-one took, I believe it was fifty-second place, and that's what really put him on the poker map. Guy from P- Pittsburgh comes out here. You know, we got all his friends both on the rail and from afar um, are telling us that like, you know, we need to look out for this guy Rigby. You need to look out for this guy Rigby. He gets on the main set and he did not disappoint. He's playing the dirty diaper like just like an animal out there. He's making all these crazy plays. He's doing everything. Ultimately, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword type of thing. And he got got in 52nd place, but it looks like he's setting himself up for another run. And boy, is it fun to watch Nick Rigby play. Um, some other big stacks. Uh, on day two, D. Jeff Shapiro, 832,000. Jacob Mitch, 660,000. Um, we got Joe Palma, 506,500. Kathy Liebert had a successful day, 477,000. Chance Corneth, 449,500. So the year of Chance Corneth or the summer of Chance Corneth continues. Tom Dwan, 
426,500. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Liberta, 408,500. Daniel Lahi, 353,500. Punat Ponsri, 353,000. Christian Harder, 349,000. Chris Moneymaker. One of two champs to bag sacks today. Who was the other one? John Sin. Day two entrant as well. Okay, John Sin. And Chris Moneymaker bagged 317,000. Looks like Barry Greenstein, 263,500. George Holmes. Yeah. Second place to Cry Aldemir a couple years ago, 274,000. I see John Sin is at 297,500. JC Tran, 231,500. Cliff Josephy. 199,000. I spoke with Cliff, Cliff Josephy after I was walking this silver section, couldn't really find anyone to interview. Mm-hmm. And then I like kind of turned around and like Cliff was like right there. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's go. You're already bagged. Let's, let's make it happen. Um, so I quickly talked to him afterwards. Um, of course, Cliff has had some deep runs in this event, so he knows a thing or two about him. And I, I asked him about it. All right, Cliff Josephy, end of day 2D. I heard you just say now it was a miracle that you put 199K in the bag. Tell me yeah, about it. I had, a, I had a decent start. I went from 29,000. Day one was tough. From 29,000 to 75,000. And then I lost Ace King to Kings. It left me with 3,500. You want the details? Sure. You want the details of the spin up? Then I had a. I was under the gun. And I stuck my 3,500 in with King two suited, big blind, called Jack two suited. I doubled. Then I doubled Jack 10 suited versus Ace Queen suited. And then I doubled Ace Jack suited versus 10s. And then I got to play poker again. <laughs> um, made some hands, had some hands. Um, busted a couple of short stacks. Queens against fours, Ace Six suited against Kings. Um, and just, you know, chipped up in general. But yeah, so it was a miracle. You go from 3,500 under the gun to, to 199,000, we'll take it. So now, I'm, I'm thrilled. The WSB main event is obviously much more of a marathon than it is a sprint. You know that more so than a lot of players. How important is patience throughout this whole thing? When a couple of people who hadn't played it before or haven't, succeed, haven't been successful in it um, asked me this week, you know, heading into it, what the most important thing is. I'm just be patient. Don't play like you play in a cash game. You know, it's all about the patience. And you don't have, if you lose some chips, you don't have to get them back right away. And it's very important. And the people with the best composure have the best chance, I think. You know, obviously there's a lot more that go into the game. But yeah, I think patience is very important. It's a good point for you. How do you feel about the record-breaking number? I haven't. Today was the first day I started looking at the poker news updates. Uh, no, no offense to any, any of the press or anything. I've been trying to just to focus on my stuff. Um, yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy. There seems to be just a tremendous amount of money around and a tremendous amount of interest in our game. And, and for that, I'm very, very happy, right? So, yeah, it's awesome. The man formerly known as Johnny Bax. I, I interviewed him, I think, at the Rio in 2021. Maybe before that, I can't remember. But he said Johnny Bax is no more. So we don't call him Johnny Bax anymore. But Why? I, I know many people. It's, you know, it's just retired. It's long oh, gone. Okay, no more online it. poker. Um, Brittany Stout, another person to bag up chips, 226,500. She actually had bagged less chips today than she did on day one. I think she came in fourth or fifth in chips overall um, with 300 and something thousand. So she puts 226.5 in the bag. Sam Soverall bagging 195K. That's our guy, Sammy Baby. Do it for the team. Kevin Pollock, famous actor, 128,500. Matt Affleck, 128,000. Jason Mercier's out there, 99,000. One more champ survivor. Who we got? He passed the sugar today many times. 
Joe, Joe Hashem. Hashem. 328,000. Okay, that's pretty good. That uh, is good. Famous boxer Ryan Garcia. Yep. Put 36,500 in the bag. Now I'm looking towards like kind of the bottom of the chip counts. Um, Kerry Katz, 62,000. James Romero, 60,000. So starting stack. Um, David Williams, 58,000. Eric Mizraki, 56,500. Jonathan Little, 48,500. Francis Anderson, who spent some time up on the feature table with Nick Rigby, uh, 48,000. Michael Mizraki, 44,500. Andrew Nimi, of course, uh, famous vlogger. Uh, Donnie Mizrahi bag as well. Wow. 40,000 for Andrew Nimi. I mean, listen, you can be super short in this thing, and you can grind your face off. Yeah. Um, you guys heard Cliff Josephy talk about it, how, you know, it's not really like a technical poker thing, but patience is so, 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 so important. I have found way more ways to be patient in this tournament than I ever thought were imaginable in poker, mm-hmm. um, but you can just continue to do it. You know, I just rattled off. A bunch of chip stacks in the 30, 40, and 50,000. None of them are within 10 big blinds because the big blind on day three will be 2,500. So, you know, you can have 25K and you got 10 bigs. You know, 25K feels like nothing, of course, but if you say 10 bigs, okay, it's, you know, it's obviously down, but it certainly is not out, you know. One, two doubles, and you are certainly right back in this damn thing. Um, So, yeah. 3,570 or so remaining, trying to get down to 1507. The big question today was, are we going to hit the money at the end of day three? Which is something that we've become more accustomed to, something that the players, you know, kind of know that happens. They get kind of close to the end of the day. They say, okay, we're going to extend it. You know, we'll get into the money. I don't know if we're going to get there tomorrow. Last year was, last year to coming into day three was 2,993 entries in the top 1,300 paid. So this year they got about 600 more players coming back and 200 more spots get paid. It's about the similar percentage though. Yeah, so I'm just... I, I didn't think I we know. were that short. I didn't think we were anywhere near 3,500. So that threw off my my thoughts. I yeah, I mean, we you, you were trying close. to bet people on it. Yeah, sure. I was, <laughs> yeah. I thought we had 4,000 people left, but yeah, obviously I mean, they we'll, updated we'll, the clock and boom. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see how, how they go. Um, I hope not. Because then we're here till 4 a.m., 3 a.m. I don't really want to be yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, of course, uh, pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if they get there. I also think it. I think it'd be probably just better just to plan to, even if you have to, cut tomorrow short by like an hour or something like that, you know, and then come back the next day. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you, you definitely don't. And then I think the WSB always does a good job of this. You know, you don't want to, like, go home for the night and come back. 15 people off the money. I mean, that's just kind of shitty. 15 people might be. No, I know 15 people is a lot. I get it. But it's still like kind of crappy, right? For those 15 people. Like you'd rather just get it over with that night. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun day tomorrow. Day three. Um, it's, it's, It's also crazy to think, you know, after all the different types of tournaments that have been played throughout the summer, that the WSB main event is going on to day three and is really, at least right now, nowhere near the money. (laughs) <laughs> like it's like you still you've come so far you've played two long ass days of poker if you played day one and day two you played 10 hours of poker each day you know it's what 11 12 hours when you include all the breaks and stuff like that yeah um you still got to play a whole another nine ten hours to get in the money at least if not longer 
I yeah, mean, that's just definitely long, longer. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty wild how slow and methodical this tournament is. But we're here for it, and we're going to be here the whole darn way. And what is this like stack correction you're talking about in refer in regards to the coffee bet? Well, day two ABC, we were told 196. I had the under on 210. I've now heard that it could be over 210. Wow. But not conf I haven't received confirmation on that. So we're still, we've got to confirm that. We've got to double check 1D. And then today I had under 471. So pending where the other stack corrections go, you might win that one. So we've got three pending. We'll see what happens. I'll, don't worry, I'll buy you coffees. Put on my tab. That's right, baby. But I think that's it for coffee bets. I think what they get. What they get today? What was it? Sorry, I don't have today's. Oh, number. you don't have. Yeah, but okay. you know, we could work it out. But we would need the other numbers first. It definitely is over four seventy one. You so you could have six coffees, or we could have zero coffees. We don't know. We'll find out in hopefully twelve hours time. Okay. But I think that it. That's it for the coffee bets. You uh, seems like you're probably going to smoke me in these, which kind of sucks. We can bet on the bubble. What do you want to bet? We're, I feel you, like, name, you name the bet. Listen, you're the one that's in the hole to me, so you can name the bet, and I'll just do whatever. I think I'm just going to wave the white flag. Oh, wow. He's just going yeah. to surrender. surrender. All right. Moving on to the $1,500 PLO bounty. We'll run through these relatively quickly. It looks like there's about 17 players left. Daniel Negreanu had a run at this one, but ultimately fell short, hitting the rail in 31st place. Sitar Al-Sadun is leading the way. There's more than $171,000 for first place. 1,214 entries were in this field. Jeff Madsen, Noah Schwartz, Vincent Muscati, and Dash Dudley all still alive. In the $777 Lucky Sevens, no limit hold'em, that has a $777,777 first place prize. That's a mouthful. But I did it. This tournament also plays seven-handed, yeah, like which that. I think is amazing. I know a lot of players were like, this is awesome. Yeah, you know, Get some so, space. Beautiful. Yeah, it was taking place over in Paris. Um, so this tournament had day 1A, drew 1,470 entries, 64 advanced to day two. Thomas Blanton was the chip leader from that flight with 2.265 million. Day 1B, 2,386 entries, 100 advanced Stepin, Vinokurov, 3.315 million. David Peters bagged a big stack, 2.275. Alex Livingston bagged 2.2 million. There is still, is it one or two more starting flights? One more flights? flight, yeah. One more starting flight of the really lucky should be seven, seven flights, right? <laughs> that would actually be crazy. There should be, but yes. Yeah. That, that's what, Yeah, there should be. And it should be an accumulator while you're at it. Ooh. Right? How cool yes. would that be? That'd be badass. Um, for sure. Because uh, th th that's a way to, like, you know, there's all this other stuff going around town. Like, you keep people here for sure. Yeah. You, you don't just do like that. You don't just, like, bag 1A and then you skip, like, whatever 1F, you know, because you yes. already bagged. Like, you play all of them because you want to absolutely run, run up a stack. Simultaneously with the main event because of the buy-in point and the fact that you have seven flights. Yeah, well, I mean, you probably, at, at that point, it, it's a space issue. You oh, have to yeah, make sure you have the yes, space. Yes, yes, you know, yes, but you start yes. on the day twos. You yeah, can, yeah, you yeah. Probably fit, Where, fit yeah. everyone. Correct. I agree. Um, so yeah, they should do that. Start at seven p.m. while they're at it. Oh, seven, brilliant! Seventy-seven yeah. minute levels. No, no, no. It should be seven minute levels. <laughs> I'm in for seven minute levels. Start with seventy-seven thousand chips and oh the side like <laughs> just super, super deep stack turbo <laughs> seven oh, minute man. levels. Now we're getting crazy. Seven blinds. So that's going to be going on day one. C. Is there anything else? 
No, that's it. Day three uh, of the main event and day yep. one C of the lucky sevens, and that's it. Right? Let me let me double check. I'm pretty sure I did the rundown correctly. I would hope so. I did do it correctly for once. Right. We have two events starting on Monday. Um, 2500 No Limit Hold'em. Sounds like that's right up your alley. And the 25K Horse. I will be over sweating that one a bit. But yeah, we're about to hit event 79 of 95. It's like, you, when you <laughs> say that number, that we're at 79 of 95, we still have 16 more events to go. I mean, they're going to go pretty quickly, Feels of course, like done, and like every, not, everything kind of gets swallowed up by the buzz of the WSP main event, but it's there's still so many events. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I actually did miss an event, okay. and the fact that I'm going to bring it up is going to please one of our loyal, loyal listeners. Tomorrow, Sunday, July 9th, is the start of the WPT $10,000 buy-in. What's it called? WPT. Everyone that for count. one. I was I was referring to WSOP events, I and know, you're out here I, listening to WPT events. Come on, let's. We can still talk about them. I am curious though to see what that event draws. Ten thousand dollar buy. Is it ten thousand flat or is it like ten thousand five with a couple rake and charity rake donations and, charity and, and all stuff, that sort yeah. of stuff? Ten million dollar guarantee. Yep. Um, I saw something the other day. I think it was on WPT.com about how. Them and the win are expecting a massive turnout, saying like it could hit twenty million in the prize pool, which just seems absurd. Seems crazy. I mean, judging by what we saw here at the WSP main events, ten thousand and forty-three entries. I mean, you could yes, you definitely could. If have gone one up fifth this. of the people go over there, I mean, yeah, yeah, it could hit twenty million. You know, I love the I love the charity aspect. I think that's might hinder the numbers though. I think there's enough people out there that'll be like, oh, I'm not so sure on that. Um, obviously it's going to be uh, 3,000, you know, by 1C rolls around, probably, you know, 500 people that are still in this event that can't play. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, poker in general is very alive, very well, crushing everywhere, of course. Here at the World Series of Poker, the numbers are just absolutely freaking bananas. I still can't believe this got over 10,000. Like, I, I know, like, my number coming in was 9,400. Um, you know, as we went throughout the summer, I, I know 10,000 got in play much more. Um, I know we talked in recent days about the possibility of even like pushing towards 11,000. Um, even though we result in a number over 10,000 and, you know, I started to think that 10,000 was in play, it's still a very pleasant surprise that it got that big. I mean, it's just wild, you know, and I think that we, the WSP main event probably would have gotten to this size sooner had it not had to deal with a lot of bumps in the road, which mm -hmm. we've talked about previously. 2006, I think it was, UIGEA, towards the end of the year, after Jamie Gold's thing. Later on that year, you have the UIGEA that kind of kills everything, really hinders numbers going forward. Then, you know, it's spent time building back up, building back up. Then you have 2011, whack, Black Friday. You know, numbers take another hit, spends time, you know, building back up, building back up, building back up. You know, online poker isn't uh, widely spread in the U.S. Finally, it comes back, but it's on a state-by-state -state basis. So, you know, more so baby steps than, you know, taking big leaps forward. 
then you have to deal with the whole pandemic year. You know, it, it's really, it was a pandemic year, but it was more like a pandemic year and a half because they shifted the 2021 to, to you know, much later in the year, September, October, and November. So the WSP has certainly had to deal with a lot of wonky obstacles thrown in their path. But the fact that we're here, 20 years removed of, you know, the poker boom starting when Chris Moneymaker won the 2003 WSP main event and we've eclipsed 10,000 entries. I mean, that's just wild. And listen, now going forward, I know we're far from done from this WSP, from this WSP main event, but, you know, just kind of, you know, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, looking towards next year and future years. I expect the number to continue to climb especially if a couple things happen. One, more states in the U.S. come on board for online poker. You know, one to two states is still a decent boost. And I think it all just helps create that kind of snowball effect. You know, the snowball isn't exactly flying down the mountain, but um, it's moving along slowly but surely. And you can always, uh, you know, pick up a little bit of momentum here and there. I think when you continue to ramp up uh, your satellite promotions like the WSB did this year, um, both the land-based satellites and then also the ones that they do online, uh, mostly in partnership with GG Poker and Club GG, I think that that's a very big thing. So, you know, if, if all of that stuff continues to happen, live poker continues to do all right and, and you know, thrive around the world, then it's only going to benefit the World Series of Poker. Agreed. And then they just have to fade some sort of crazy freak thing, you know, some sort of law thing, some sort of pandemic thing. Like, you know, like, like just you, that's what you like a freak thing that they can't control. Yeah. Like, that's what you have to fade because this train right now seems like it's going down the tracks at 200 miles an hour and ain't nothing stopping it. Yeah, agreed. I mean, at this point, they might need a bigger freaking venue in three years I mean, yeah. <laughs> because it's just out of control here. Um, but that's a very good thing overall. So that's it. Um, we're going to get out of here on that note and uh yeah i'm gonna go try and uh spin up some chips on day three i get eighty two thousand coming back so you know what's that 32 33 big blinds something like that it's um, plenty that's all i'm gonna say plenty yeah of course i mean it's it's obviously easy to to sit there and think oh you know i only have eighty two thousand. you know yeah because um you know, so many people have like you got you got Nick Rigby and Maurice Hawkins are you know approaching a million. Like all you know, I got friends bagging five hundred k, four hundred k, like all this sort of stuff, and I'm still sub one hundred k. You know, obviously overstarting, but not by that much. Like I've never been into a hundred thousand. Um, the highest I got was eighty six thousand. Then I had to pay the big blind on the, <laughs> on their pay the yeah the big blind and the ante on the final hand of the night. So, um, but. When I say 32, 33 big blinds, you know, I think it's 32.8 exactly. Um, then that makes me feel really good because there's a lot of play and a lot of maneuverability in that sort of stack. Um, hopefully I get a good table draw tomorrow and we'll go from there. One hand at a time, one level at a time, all that sort of stuff. As Cliff Joseph, he said, as my friends have constantly told me and, you know, all of my friends that have made deep runs, I've, I've watched it firsthand from them is patience is really paramount this this thing and uh yeah i'm ready for the marathon so let's go um my name is donnie peters his name is tim duckworth and we'll talk to you guys later peace